or we'll begin momentarily. Keep it locked in right here at TonyBasilio.com and on your Tony Basilio app. And hey, do us a favor. Spread the word. But. It's retro. That's right. But. I'm not going to walk around looking like Grady Dick last night anytime soon. No offense. It was next level, as you say. So, so who who you who are you going for tonight, Eric? For LSU in Florida, are you have you have you revealed your? You know, I I might have to sit that out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. If I don't know how I feel about it because LSU is obnoxious. They're the New York Yankees of southeastern of uh, of NCAA and southeastern conference baseball they're the new york yankees of 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 all these sports now they're buying everything Except they've actually made the championship game they're the well, new but they're trying to buy say that again they've actually made the championship game you're like bitching about not winning enough is that what i'm hearing here I mean, come, on, come on come on be now Here's who that. Here's what Florida honestly reminds me of. The University of Florida. They remind me of the Florida Marlins from the late '90s and early aughts that would kind of lay dormant for a few years and then just go win a couple of championships and then lay dormant again and then just pop up and win another World Series. Yep. Just. <sighs> well, you know the truth is about that Florida. I'm with yeah. Florida. I think Florida's got a better all-around team. And I think they've caught an absolute break that there's no way they see Skings until Game 3. And it may not yeah. get to Game 3. But I'll tell you this, Bino, if it gets to Game 3, sayonara. I caught a roll-off here in, in mid-Rocky mid Rocky Top. You don't, you don't do that, but our music for the show. I cut that thing off in mid-Rocky mid Top, like a, like, a, um, like a Chase Burns version. You don't get the whole song. You get the opening chorus. You get a stanza. You get a little piece of the second chorus, and but not a complete song. And Bino, the modern-day college baseball fan, has to get used to this. This is the new reality. The new reality has come home to roost on the Tennessee Volunteers being star. Yes, sir, Tony. Good Monday to you. Good Monday, um, brother. These uh, uh, these are different times, uh, and uh, the portal is going to give us, and the portal is going to take us away at times. So we'll yep. see. We'll see how much either one of those things occurs this off season. Well, you know, I was talking with uh, Evan as this thing was unfolding, and and, and keeping y'all abreast. And Bino will tell you. Now, Bino, when did when did you first? Because I'm I'm okay at it. I think we I think behind the scenes we've been talking about this Burns thing for a good month or so, good five to six weeks. Yeah, it was at least six weeks ago, Tony, when you first mentioned the possibility to me. Uh, I I refused to believe it at the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been going on for some time. Well, it's funny, and Evan, Evan will be on with us, but when I first called him with it, you know, I called him because he's got connections to all those people, and I said, hey, man, here's what I'm hearing. 
And he's kind of, Evan's kind of learned with me. I'm just kind of a, you know, keep it real person. I don't try to, I I don't try to uh, pretend to be something or, you know, whatever the, however you want to put that. But my whole thing with the Burns deal is when I first heard it, I thought, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, he's a mid-state kid. Um, you know, I, I realized he lost his starting job, but it just didn't make any sense. And so I didn't blame anybody in my inner circle. And I basically told Bino, Matt, Bry, folks like that, just to sort of go, hey, look, you know, if this pops up, whether I'm here or not, there, there's something to it. So, because eventually more and more people were going to learn of it. People say, well, why didn't you report on it? Well, I didn't want to get in the way. One way or the other. The thing that's really interesting about it is it's not like Tennessee didn't really try to get him to stay and offer him a bunch of money to stay, because they did. So here's the story. This is the the story as I know it. And what's curious about it is it kind of reminds me last year of the Rick Barnes thing with Yuri Collins prior to last season. What happened with Chase Burns is that Tennessee demoted him. He was not going well. We all know that. He had like an ADRA or whatever it was in the league. It was some crazy number. But he couldn't get anybody out. And the last time he started, I mean, he just got rocked. He got hammered. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Keep pitching that guy? And what are you supposed to do? Just keep pitching him? Because he's going to leave you? But if you go back to that point in time, and this is this is the new thing that coaches have to deal with in college sports. See, we're talking about Chase Burns today, but really we're having more of a global conversation of where these sports are going. That's the truth. I mean, his name's on the conversation right now. But in any of these sports... So let's say I have a, let's say I've got two guys that are really struggling and they kind of are in the same spot. Let's go Burns and Dolander, Beanstar. And okay. Dolander wasn't good this year by his standards. He had a couple nice games, but for the most part, he, he wasn't himself all year. And he wasn't very good for what he was supposed to be. I would say that if you looked at Dolander's season, you would say he had about a what? C plus season maybe for his for what he thought he was gonna do? Or am I being hard on him? Oh, I I I think Tony, you could look at Dolander and say he wasn't great, which he expected to be and we expected to be. He was pretty good. Yeah. And and Burns was probably a C, C minus. Would you say that was true when, when Burns was starting? Not when he closed, but when he was starting. He was really bad yes, being I, star. I, I'd say for his capability, he was having a C minus. Really bad. And he was heading toward an F. Like, if you'd have left him in there to start, did he look to you like he was going to figure it out, Mino? If you left him in there every uh, every six days to go out there? 
Uh, no, at the time of the demotion, he did not look like he was going to figure it out. So here's to me. Yeah, here's where these coaches are now. Because the next time Tony gets in this spot, he's going to have to think to himself, okay, this guy has eligibility, this guy doesn't next year. Which one goes to the bullpen? Because really, they demoted both of them. People forget about this. Dolander was the Friday night guy, which is what all these guys want to be. They all want to be the Friday guy. They all want to say, hey, I'm the Friday I'm the, I am the ace pitcher in the Southeastern Conference, and that's bragging rights. It's like playing the, the one chair in tennis. Uh, it's like being a team captain in one of the college, in, in, in like football. I mean, it's a big deal. I'm the, I'm the Friday night starter. They demoted him. They took that Lindsay kid. Shuffled him in there on Friday. They put Burns in the bullpen. Well, really what they did with Burns is they took Burns and put him in the bullpen just to help him kind of figure out why he wasn't commanding anything. Because he wasn't commanding anything. In the meanwhile, I had gotten word, and I shared this with um, people in my inner circle who will tell you this is, as Bino said, good six weeks. I'd say it's good six weeks, Bean. Good six weeks. I had gotten word that Burns was telling people openly, I'm going to LSU when this season's over. That's where I'm going. I'm going to LSU. And so we kept kind of looking at it, watching it, seeing it all uh, sort of go down, looking at it, watching it, and we were all just sort of saying, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. And then you watched him on the mound, and you watched the way he's behaving. You know what I wonder, Bino, now, looking back? I'm just going to say this out loud because I can. And I think this now. I'm going to ask Gavin about it. I think a lot of that stuff was, like, directed toward Tennessee's coaching staff. You mean the intensity and the reaction? Yeah, you, after, got, you guys put me in yeah. the spot. I think there was a little game inside the game there going on. No one will yeah. know now about it. Because here's what happened. Season ended. You know, he won't return anybody's calls. He's ghosted them. Now, what did they do to him? That he wouldn't just return a call and go, hey, I'm going to... Because now TCU's in it. Because I think what happened is, I think LSU, this is why I'm going to get back. Barnes got cold feet on that kid from uh, Missouri. He didn't want to be called a tamperer. These guys were all tampering with each other's players, but nobody wants to be called a tamperer. And Barnes' staff tampered with the kid that um, shook him loose off the, uh, into, the, into the portal. Yuri Collins. Then he went back there. He went back to St. Louis. But, you know, I think some of that stuff was directed toward our coaching staff, Frank and Tony. Yep. Yeah, it could be, Tony. I, you know, when I when I watched him pitch, that that was one of the reasons that I kind of uh, didn't really believe he was leaving mm-hmm. uh, because it, it, his his body language never suggested that uh, his his body language uh, suggested and his performance suggested 
that he had accepted it short term and mm -hmm. was going to make the very best of it. Um, mm -hmm. But that's apparently not what the case was. Um, you know, I, I know that these kids are uh, they're they're very very prideful. Uh, pitchers, uh, especially, are are, are somewhat uh, uh, identify themselves with what their role is. You know, there are people out there. I'm I'm a shortstop and a shortstop only. There are a whole lot of pitchers out there that I'm a starter. Especially guys uh, of Burns' ability and capability and potential in the draft. Uh, they look at themselves a certain way. Uh, but And I might understand this if the staff had gone to him and said, hey, we're going to do this again next year. Uh, I, I, you know, I can't believe that's the case. I believe that this was a temporary move, and that next year he'll be right back in, in the number one starter role uh, for Tennessee if he stays. Uh, and if, if I, I understand how young he is, but if he can't look at this situation and say, you know what? I was struggling. They moved me there. And that move in itself was the biggest reason that this team made it to Omaha. Now, next year, I'm going to step back in that starter's role, and I'm going to perform the way that I know that I can perform. You know, if, if he can't see that and he's he's that butthurt about it, he probably needs to move on. Yeah, I think that's where we are. And, and that's the conclusion that Tony and them came to um basically late on friday it's like well we're not chasing him around pardon the pun we're just not gonna chase this guy around it's really i'd love to have him back I, um, i'm i'm glad he took tennessee rather than uh going you know he, he could have he would have been a high draft pick coming right out of high school Yep. Uh, I'm glad we got to see that. I yep. hope we get to see it again. If if we don't, I don't think that there's anything that this staff uh, or uh, their support organizations uh, could have done or should have done differently. No. You know, and in the blog today, I wrote what I wrote having the perspective of time on my side. And I know these kids only think in the moment. And I was that age at one time where you just, you know, all you think about, you don't think about 20 years from now. And, and I don't know how to sort this out, how fans and the Tennessee family will, will view a guy like that if he leaves. But you're not only transferring, you're... You're talking about leaving your your roots almost. It's one thing if you do it straight out of high school and whatever. When you come here, you kind of see what's going on, and then you up and leave. And this has gone on all over the place. At some point, you kind of become like a man without a country almost. And I think about all those reunions. I think about those guys that are teammates and all that stuff. And and then, you, you, you know, you just kind of get up and leave. You surrender a lot of that, I would think. And there's no guarantees of professional baseball. He'll sign. But a lot of guys have had big arms. 
that have gone into that deal, gotten that first paycheck when they're drafted and flamed out. A lot of them. A whole lot. But if you came here next year and you just, you know, sucked it up, got over what it is, you're, it's upset you, they're, they're going to pay you very well to come back. I know that for a fact. And because they had an inkling of what LSU was offering him. And don't don't fool yourself. LSU is very in play. Now, they pulled out of it for some reason, but they were very in play. But they had an inkling of what they were going to, and they, and they were going to pay them more. I don't know how these people know each other's business, but apparently they do. So I guess if it's your business to know that business and know somebody else's business, you'll know the business, if you know what I mean. I'm not privy to it, neither are you. But the point is that, you know, once you make the decision to leave, are these people like, does he be, get called a VFL? I mean, I know it doesn't matter to him right now, but someday it's going to matter to him. Is he seen as that, Bino? Because I do know that we have a very forgiving fan base. We're kind of a forgiving people anyway. But we forgive transgressions. We forgive guys that have gotten in trouble and then come back and sort of made it right and made it good and, you know, make a new run at life. These kinds of deals, though, which is a new thing in college sports, these kinds of deals, you wonder how you're viewed by a fan base 20 years from now. Are you that guy that just left? And is he welcome back one day? What would... You see what I'm getting at? Yeah. I think time heals all, Tony, but I, I think he'll be a lot easier forgiven if he leaves here and goes to TCU than if he leaves here and goes to LSU. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this one fan can say it'll be a lot easier for me to still pull for him as long as we're not playing him if he's at TCU. Uh, I won't be pulling for him if he's at LSU. No. You'd be you'd be you'd be cheering against them to get rocked, and then I guess LSU comes in here next year. I guess they flip those schedules. I don't know, or maybe it's potluck. But at any rate, it seems like it seems almost a certainty that he's gone. And will he be the only one off this team that will go? I don't know. I don't know, because there are rumors out there about other ones, but who knows. I can say for certainty that um, Tennessee was worried about him. They were also worried that B might get in the portal, but as you saw him announce over the weekend on his social media that he's back, they'd have lost both those guys, but, you know, that would have been really, really, really would have given the fan base whiplash, you know? Yeah, you just you just can't fathom making a uh, your your programs on the on the rise, uh, and you 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 make a Omaha appearance and then uh, lose basically you know your top two starters that were set to return. Yeah, that that would be a head scratcher there. But the sport is the sport, you know. Guys that had huge seasons last year in SEC schools have already jumped into the portal. 
I mean, it is that is the sport now. Which, Bino, I, I think is going to diminish the sport. The, the strength of that sport has been, up till this point in time, that somebody, I'm talking about the college game now, somebody decides they're going to play college ball and they're, you know, pro prospect. They're tied to it for three years. They're in your program for three years. You sort of grow, you watch these guys grow up right before your very eyes. That's not the case now. Yes, it's, uh, you know, we, we've talked about it before. It's it's kind of now it's more year-by-year teams yeah, uh, rather than, a, I guess, a program. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's, it's, it's you're going to wake up to something different most every year. Well, in basketball, I call it glorified travel ball. And with the amount of change that's going to happen from year to year among these teams, it looks like you're going to have glorified travel ball or glorified summer ball. Because college ball, basketball, has turned into, you know, just a complete flip your your roster biannually. And college baseball might be heading that way. Of course, obviously, there's not the money. There's not these these these. Another thing about this needs to be underscored: these guys aren't getting big money to leave these schools. From from where from where I sit, okay. If you're playing college baseball and somebody pays you one hundred fifty thousand dollars to play college baseball. That is a lot of money in that sport. That's what the stars are getting. So it isn't like if Chase Burns leaves, he's leaving Tennessee for like some, don't don't fool yourself, some seven-figure deal. That's the other thing. You're walking away for, but his deal being now obviously is not financial. It is when these guys put me on the bench and they singled me out, I'll show them. Which is okay. I mean, that's, you know, I've been in, a, in places where I was employed, and I looked at our general manager, and I thought to myself, you know, the minute I get a chance to get out from under this moron, I will. And maybe that's how he sees those guys. Maybe it was an irreparable breach. It's not my spot to say that, only to say, obviously, something happened. My reply to Chase Burns would be, if I were in his life, was, son, you were bad on the mound, man. You were bad. They didn't single you out. You weren't any good. Sorry. You were getting hammered. It was merciful for them to get you off that pitching mound. It's hard to see at his age, Tony, when you've had nothing but success. It's it's hard for, for him to see that, I'm sure. Uh, and, you know, you're... You, Listen, we uh, we made the College World Series uh, with with the help of of three major transfers. Um, so uh, you know, you I guess you take the good with the bad. Yeah, you're uh, right. Uh, the worst part of this is, you know, he's he's a he's a local kid that everyone was looking forward to coming here. He, you know, he's really one of the few uh, baseball prospects or uh, signees that 
we knew quite a bit about, or, or just your normal college baseball fan knew quite a bit about. Uh, you know, I went down to watch him pitch. I went down to watch him pitch in the state tournament. Wow, I forgot about that. And uh, so, you know, that's it's an odd thing for me to know something like that about a, a young man and be that excited about him coming and then seeing leave uh, in a huff especially. And, and one thing Bino will tell you down through the years is I limit the amount of negative stuff I share with him. He don't want to hear it. He'll tell you that's accurate. That's accurate, right, Bino? Yeah, absolutely. You've... In this deal here, I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I was like, I got to tell these guys. And what was weird about it, Bino, if I didn't know how rock solid it was, I never would have believed it watching him. But now I think he was really, he was really just emoting how frustrated and frustrated he was and I'm going to blow this batter away, and I'm going to look into that dug. I'll show you guys. That guy was like on a mission, Bino. A literal mission. And you stop and think about that. And that performance with Stanford was what, one week ago? Keep your cup on? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's right. It was We were we were there on Monday. Monday. Right? One week ago. You're right. Seems like five weeks ago. But keep your cup on. Somebody emailed me this morning. Keep your cup on. So it's interesting. Tennessee in this portal. Bino says the portal giveth, the portal taketh away. Uh, Tennessee in the portal, I think. And by the way, the portal goes through July 13. The draft is coming up. You know, later this week, is that right? Middle of the week? Tennessee is in the market for a catcher. Multiple pitchers. Next week, Tony. It's next I week, okay. It. Catcher, multiple pitchers. First baseman, maybe a third baseman. For sure, Tennessee is going to add going to add those positions. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Does anybody else from the current team jump into the portal? I don't know. You hear what I hear. You hear the rumors. The Burns thing I knew to be concrete because I, well, I just knew it. And Evan will be by in a half hour. When I first broached the subject with Evan, he was like, I don't believe that. He'll tell you that. And one thing about me, when I tell people something I hear and they go, I don't, I don't care. I, I mean, I don't care. I mean, we, you deal in so much stuff that you just kind of go, okay, well, I don't blame you for not believing. Like I told Bino that. I don't blame you guys. You don't believe that. But at the end of the day, you, you kind of piece that thing back together and you sit here and you look at it now that it seems done and you go, Wow. That was pretty unique. Because most guys, to Bino's point, most guys that check out on you, check out on you. This is a guy who in the back of his mind was leaving the whole time, yet pitched like an absolute star stud and stallion being star. He didn't check out on that pitching mound, which you got to give him a lot of credit for that. 
Yeah, Tom, I mean, as disturbing as it was to hear it six weeks ago, um, I, I'm a lot better today than I would have been if today was the first time I knew about it. Because I, when you watched him, there was just no way to watch him pitch and believe for one second uh, that he was a malcontent. No way. No way. It just looked like his performance and his body language and everything else said, all right, I got lemons here. I'm making lemonade, and I'm selling it in Omaha. And, you know, look, on those post-game shows, people will call in on our Garza Locks journeys and go, man, what a heroic, incredible the way he's taken to his role. And, you know, I shut my mouth. I mean, what was I supposed to do? Well, you know, the real story, uh, you know, he's really telling me behind the scenes, first chance I get, I'm getting out of it. I'll be, I'll be damned. He's a man of his word. That's another thing you got to say about him. He told them what he was going to do. Now, I don't know that they believed him. He told, he told those people on the bench during games, I'm getting out of here. I'll be. Hey, you give the kid credit. He's a man of his word. You kind of wish he wasn't, but at any rate, like Bino said, as long as you got Tony Valls, you have this dynamic fan base. I will tell you right now, 100%, this was not about money. This had nothing to do with Tennessee getting outspent for a guy. Not, in fact, they, they were, they were going to give you more money than where, he's, than where he was going to go at LSU. I'm just telling you that, a lot more. Because that's not what it was about. We'll continue with more on the other side after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Coming to the Mule House in Columbia on June 27th at 7 p.m., an evening of hope, a great night of music to benefit the Room at the Inn of Murray County. Brandon Heath, Riley Clemens, Leanne Crawford, Apollo Limited, and special guest Al Andrews will be performing starting at 7 p.m. Get your tickets today at www.themulehouse.com. Come enjoy the evening and support this important ministry. June 27th, 7 p.m. Tickets at www.themulehouse.com. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Tina to be back with you, along with being a Jeff Henderson on a Monday, talking about the Chase Burns deal. But really, the new era that we're in, in college athletics, I would have thought all this freedom of movement and, and just the way it goes on in every sport, 
would have hurt these sports, Bino. But it hadn't hurt these sports one bit. Not even a little bit. Hasn't hurt the NFL. Hasn't hurt the NBA. Hasn't hurt Major League Baseball. I remember when um, Andy Messersmith, Jim Catfish, Hunter, all that stuff was going on back in the 70s. And I I remember my dad going, man, baseball will never be the same. That You know, this, this isn't going to work. People aren't going to stand for this. No, they didn't stand for it. It's 50 times bigger now than it ever was back then. Yeah, that was supposed to be the end of times, Tony. I wonder, uh, I wonder what things like this do to the to the college game, because that's where we are in all these sports. God, I, I, you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, it's 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 harder as a fan uh, to uh, relate to uh, your roster. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a little harder to do that than mm-hmm. it. Was when I first started following Major League Baseball, and mm-hmm. uh, but you know it's been a part of the landscape for so long, everywhere except for college. Um, now it's a now it's a part of high school following your high school team. It's just it's just the way it is now. So you know fans will adjust and and go on. I. Uh, you know, through this, I know it's just really gotten started, but I, I can't imagine that you could ever have a better College World Series than what we've seen this year. Things been fantastic. Absolutely insane. And yesterday was the first stinker game that we've seen among all of them. Maybe the Tennessee LSU game as well. Most of these games have been absolute nail biters. They have. That Saturday night game, we played music, and I got back. Mm. and saw the last couple innings and the defense played by both of those teams in the last few innings and then in extra innings was phenomenal and this Tommy Tanks guy look he looks like an absolute butt of a Jeff Foxworthy joke because that kid looks like a neck from on high no offense to him and no offense to necks Bino, that son of a gun can flat out hit a baseball, my friend. Tommy White yes, can. can hit a baseball. And in a timely manner. Ugh. I think they said in times when Dylan Cruz is on in front of him, he's hitting 600 and something. That's just that's just focusing in when you got runners on base. That's, I, I, I tell you, Tony, it's, it is new, though. It is new. Uh, I mean, just the thought, just the thought that Chase Burns might go to LSU, had me has me pulling for Florida, and I didn't think anything could make that happen. Wow. And, you know, if we, uh, we've we done a little exercise before at, at times uh, uh, when I was filling in, and I don't have your ability in the offseason, I asked people, if they were not a Tennessee fan, who would they be pulling for? In, in the SEC. And LSU is always way up there, would be way up there on my list, too. I'd yep. probably be Auburn first rather than them. 
uh, just because I can relate to Auburn folks better than I can LSU fans, and they, they seem to be more like us than LSU. Uh, but uh, they're high on everyone's list. Uh, they're uh, they're quickly dropping on mine. Well, I mean, they're obnoxious. They're buying everything. They bought women's basketball. They're buying football. And this thing with, with this thing with Burns, I mean, they they saw a weakness there. And they jumped in. They're the one. They're the one that shook. They're the one that shook shook him loose. And then to not follow through and take him is, I mean, to me, that's that's lame. And you know what they're going to say? Oh well, the guy in Knoxville, you know, he's just making you making that up. I mean, we were never involved. Of course, of course you weren't. Of course you weren't. So I only got I only got ninety nine percent of the story right. Oh, come on now. Of course they're involved in it. But what happens is these coaches might have got a call from the commissioner. Lee Malone, we know you're the guys that did it. Lee Malone. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not again, I'm not privy to that. It was LSU, LSU, now TCU. And then and and then I just um, was exchanging text with somebody inside Tennessee's program. They're starting to hear a rumor, whispers that Vanderbilt might be involved in it being star. I'll tell you this. If that happens, if that happens, Chase better never even think about being involved in any kind of AFL stuff. You talk about just cutting somebody loose. (laughs) I can be as obstinate as he's going to be if he goes there. But you know what? He did lead us to a College World Series. Without him, you're not there. No question. No question. But he can be a door for life. An exit door for life. Let's go to the phones. 865-200-5402. Yes or no, Bino? Two, two yes or no's for me, okay? First question. Okay. Will Paul Skeens pitch tonight? Second question. Should Paul Skeens pitch tonight? Let's go question one. And I'm going to ask the callers this. Will Paul Skeens pitch tonight? Bino, yes or no? Yes. Bino? You're in his camp. You're advising him. Should he pitch tonight? No. Honest answer? To yeah, honest I'm, not, question. I'm not a pitch counter, but he's thrown 100 pitches, uh, two straight games. Yep. Um, and he'll be coming off two straight, 100-plus pitch games, uh, twice on short rest. One on four days. Yep. This one on three days. Uh, as, you know, with what he has out in front, I, I know what this means to LSU. Uh, but, uh, no, he should not pitch tonight. Somebody texted me yesterday and said, what about the small ballpark? And I said, that's a lazy take. Brian sent me well, a screen. Brian sent me, what about the small ballpark in Omaha? Don't seem to be bothering Florida. I said, that's a pretty lazy take. You're literally down to what the 247 LSU fan site referred to, the bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the barrel is the term they used. Uh, pitchers for LSU yesterday. That poor Blake Money kid, Bino, from the mid-state, I think I throw the ball harder than he does. Good gosh. No wonder yeah, they let both, him throw five pitches here night. And- both Berkey and Kyle Peterson said 
had the conditions been the same uh, as they were for the all of this tournament until last night, uh, yesterday afternoon, the Grand Slam would have been caught by an infielder coming in. So there you go. 865-200-5402. But I love lazy takes. I have as many lazy takes as the next guy, so I'm not, you know, I'm not picking at you here. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Yes, it's JT from hey, Burrow. Hey, JT, welcome in. Hey, on uh, Chase Burns, yep, yep. I'm just curious. Uh, a couple of things, Dino hit it right. I mean, I don't think he's thinking this thing through. Number one, Tony, Tony V and Frank actually helped him this year, made him a better pitcher, made him better draft choice for the major leagues. I mean, he was struggling early. Now he can come in and release, made him a better pitcher. Does he not see that? Is the people around him telling him things that don't need to be telling him? Where's his parents involved? I mean, he's got to think 20 years down the road, 10 years down the road. What if he gets hurt? That's my contention entirely. But every person on this planet has to make their own decision. But my my belief, and I'm going to ask Evan about this, is – which you have to encourage anybody to do when they're going to make a decision, any kind of decision, a big life-changing sort of decision is play the tape forward. What's it going to look like? If you do this, what's the what's it, what's it going to look like for you? And I really do believe strongly in having an alma mater that's your family and not being a rental player to TCU or Vanderbilt or whomever. Wherever. One more thing, too, and I think Chase Burns is maybe one of the most talented young pitchers I've ever seen in my life as far as a live arm, but he, he, he's still got to learn to pitch. He, he's got a great slider, great fastball, and he needs a change up in the curveball. Yep. To be a complete pitcher, to be a starting pitcher like Skeens at LSU, yep. he, he needs to be a complete pitcher. I mean, Bean has improved. Game by game, you notice Drew Beam has got four pitches now, and they're getting better. Yeah, boy, he snaps it off. His his uh, breaking ball in that tournament was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, and, I mean, Chase needs – the way you develop that is in the offseason. You work it. You go to these camps. You go to individual, you know, um, situations and work with, them, with different coaches and improve your game. You improve your skills. You, you get better. Um, and, you know, I don't know who he's mad at. I, they did him a favor. If he looks at it, in the, and, and I don't know who's around him, who he's listening to. I don't know if his parents are involved. Um, you know, those kind of things are real important right now. So these people tell you anything to get you to come. Yep. And uh, he knows who his family is there. That doesn't mean it's always going to be perfect. Uh, anywhere you go, but you, life's not going to be perfect, Tony. You and I have been through it. I mean, life's not perfect. Sometimes things don't go the way they should. Then you need people around you to help you and guide you. There's no, well, there's no question about that, but there also I was of an age at one point where my father would throw up my his hands at, at me and say, you're just going to make your own decision anyway, so make your own decision. So there certainly is that. Uh, in a deal like this. Hey, one more thing before I get off here. I yeah. wanted to ask you, what about this point guard from Alabama, Bino? Does 
Bonzi go after him. We need a second point guard bad. Uh, I, I'm I'm guessing, and Tony's forgotten more about this than I know. Uh, I, I'm guessing that we're through at this point with our roster construction. Yeah, unless they run somebody off, they don't have any room for anyone else. Could they redshirt somebody or something? And no, not in this day and age. That stuff okay. doesn't happen anymore. Well, he would help us, you know, for a year because we need a, somebody to give Ziegler some rest. Yeah, well, Ziegler won't even play on the front of the season. Think about that. He's come back from his injury. It looks like with all this NIL stuff, they can find a spot for him. But I'm not an expert. Yeah, well, I'm far from it myself. But I do know that their roster pretty much is set at this point. Now, it doesn't mean that, you know, if the right opportunity presents itself to them, they couldn't do something creative. But my answer to that right now, and I'll make a few calls, but my answer right now is that this deal is what it is, you know? So, thank you, my friend. All right, well, that's really all I got. Great talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go back to our phones, get our next call in. Hello and welcome in. You're live on the Tony Basilio Show on a Monday. Hi, welcome in. Tony, I wanted to say thank you for a travel tip you gave me back in 2003. Whoa, all right. I was was on my way to West Deptford, New Jersey for a wedding. And you said when you go up 81, you can get off and go through Harper's Ferry and get to I-270. Does that sound familiar? Absolutely, and it is absolutely, it is my favorite route if you're going that way. First of all, it's a pretty drive. Secondly, you'll save an hour. Amen. Now, to the point or to the issues of the day. And you'll recall from your studies of the history of WUTKAM Knoxville All News 850 that 31 years ago, during the month of May, it was All News 850 that had either the rights or the opportunity to broadcast UT baseball. And so at that board operations center in the basement of the Tower of Power, level P1 of Annieville Tower, on the other end of the phone line, Mike Keith was in Columbia, South Carolina, providing play-by-play of your Delmonico-led ball, right? And this was a blast. It was great. There was energy, as they say. And as I think about energy and keeping or generating the passion of our fan base, I doubt, I doubt that Ms. Dondi Plowman or the Mr. Boyd, et cetera, or the people behind the scenes would ever say, hey, you know what, let's drop IMG and go back to All News 850, wherever it's located. And they're not going to do that. They wouldn't do that as to football, basketball, not even baseball. And I love listening to Mr. Wilkerson because he does bring passion. And I have another sport to offer. And we don't have a men's soccer team yet at our alma mater. But my thought would be, as we drift into the 21st century, keeping our eye on Lexington and Columbia, South Carolina, Lexington, Kentucky, they have men's soccer, right? What keeps us? And the Title IX naysayers would instantly say, well, we'd have to have another women's sport. 
I report to you live from Carnes, Tennessee, where we have rugby fields, women's rugby, perfect, men's soccer. It's so cheap to start a soccer team. We could even borrow jerseys from the aforementioned UT baseball team or something with orange on it. Scroll some numbers. I'll go to Dick's Sporting Goods and buy a ball, and we could start a team tomorrow using, if we're not allowed inside the Regal Soccer Stadium, and I would never pretend to hope to think we could actually play a game inside Neyland Stadium. I got to ask Bino something. Bino, when you were a kid and they had a soccer team there, did they play in Neyland Stadium? Where'd they play, Bino, when you were on the campus? Uh, somewhere out of sight. Bino, now this guy wants a soccer program, and you're, come on now. You asked me about soccer. I asked you where, when you were in school, where did they play? I have no idea. This is before they disbanded. They used to have a soccer program back then, Tom Mattingly. Come on, Bino, Uh, come with the information. Hey, I think they played in Neyland Stadium. I think they played in Neyland Stadium. Tony, can I interrupt a sporadic listener to this? this program, and I say that to my shame, as a sporadic listener, I think the Reverend Bino is an Indianapolis Colts fan, am I correct? He is. Okay, building on the letter M, building on the letter M, Manning, Peyton Manning, right? Indianapolis Colts, and then Denver Broncos. He was an underclassman. When I was at UT, my first year, second year of law school, I was at the library, hovering in fear, certain that down there at Legion Field, we would be meeting the same fate that we had met repeatedly, except for that tie in 93 at the hands of Keith Schuler. But I, I checked the score. And then what did I do? I went racing down to the aforementioned level P1 of Andy Holt Tower, because I had a key, and turned on the television. Not in time to see play number one, not in time to see the bootleg, but Jay Graham, and he could have run all the way to Mississippi that night. Now, with that thought in mind, harking back to 1995 and thinking about the future of our program, Bino could be actually the biggest soccer advocate ever known to man. We just need to give him enough sweet tea. Well, listen, I appreciate you. Bino, is there any opportunity for you to become an advocate with the right amount of sweet tea in you? I don't think sweet tea would do it, Tony. Maybe like Long Island tea. Tullahoma. How about some Tullahoma tea? gallon drum of it. Tullahoma tea. Hour two on the radio right after this. As we continue, it's your Tony Basilio show, hour two after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. 
Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. June is Dairy Month, and the Murray County Farm Bureau salutes our dairy farmers and the dairy industry for the many contributions to our economy and our health. Milk is the original nutritional powerhouse drink with 8 grams of protein and 13 essential nutrients to keep you energized all summer long. Plus, who doesn't like ice cream? Our hardworking dairy farmers are dedicated to dairy and proud to help produce nature's perfect food. When you sit down to your next meal, pour one more glass of milk and celebrate June Dairy Month. I just want to say that your show is disgusting. Two white men and a white woman attacking a black man who's a Democrat. You act like a bunch of Southern disgusting human beings. You need to get off the 
Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Hey, Del, you made a comment and called me a jackass yesterday. Well, it, it, there was a uh, that was a friendly comment. Uh, that, okay, uh, but but that go ahead and, and seal my faith as being a Democrat. You know, we got a jackass as a symbol, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm a true Democrat, buddy. So okay. it wasn't a put down from my perspective. It was a peg up. So that's, thanks a lot. That's the way to go. <laughs> Just own it. Yes, sir. Three dudes with a view. Triggering liberals between Dollywood and Graceland Monday through Thursday from 8 to 9 a.m. Right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. It is that time for us to say, ladies and gentlemen, that is time for us to break it down scientifically with the great Evan Russell, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics Online, tldlogistics.com. They've been wonderful to provide Evan all year. And another TLD Logistics short porch, a um, post-mortem, if you will, and kind of a look ahead is in the offing, but... Um, Evan Russell, you're a guy who pitched with Chase Burns. You know Chase Burns. You uh, team captain. But during your tenure, we saw college sports change forever with the advent of this NIL. But a piece to the NIL, which really is going to change college sports forever, is this immediate transfer concept where it's all in the hands of the players now. At one point, it was all in the hands of the institutions. And just like that, overnight, it's all in the hands of the players. To the point where, and I'm just going back up as I introduce you here, I called you several weeks ago. I was asking Bino how long ago it was that I had first told my staff about what was going on with Burns, as I learned of it, behind the scenes. And we, we kind of feel like it was about six weeks or so ago so, so let me ask you, when I first brought this up to you, and it was several weeks ago, and we, you know, we trade thoughts, we trade things, whatever, we have to, in order to do what we're doing here. Evan, how long ago was that, and, and what was your initial reaction to when I told you that Burns was telling people, hey, I'm leaving, and I'm going to leave for LSU? He was telling people that. Yeah, I, I was shocked, but I wasn't surprised. Um, I, I do understand that in today's world, the players have all the authority and they have all the leverage and, and they're, they deserve to be paid, uh, of course. But um, being being in a position like Burns was in it and and the rumor getting out and um, him making those comments throughout the season, it, it was really unfair to the team. It's unfair to that culture. And it, it's probably why they struggled so much trying to to fit in and play as a team. So. Um, that, that's the thing that I have a problem with uh, is that he didn't, he didn't keep that on the down low if he had already made the decision. And furthermore, I have a problem with, um, the, the way that he has went about it because I don't think that he's been mistreated. I know firsthand that he's been offered, um, a, a, a good amount of money to stay here. So the money isn't, isn't really the issue. Um, but he, he feels like that since he's in the bullpen that, that he has been mistreated and he's been lied to. But at the end of the day, um, the, the coaching staff, they're paid to, to win ball games, 
And I, I think that the move to send him to the bullpen was best for the team. You know, the thing Bino and I can't make sense of, and maybe Bino can articulate this better than I can, but seeing his body language, that uh, Vanderbilt game, seeing his body language last week in Omaha, Bino, in his mind, kept saying, there's no way this thing's real. What what you guys, because Evan called me like a week or so ago or 10 days, and he's like, man, that thing's real as rain. That thing with him and LSU and that whole deal is just real. And and Evan told me off the air, he's like, Tony, when you first told me that, I didn't believe it, but I believe, you know, it's kind of what he just said. Um, Bino, articulate to him what you were sharing with me in the first hour, and I want to get Evan's thoughts on that. Share that with him. When I watched him, Evan, his performance and his body language in no way suggested uh, that he was in any that he had done anything but totally accept the role that he was given uh, this season. Uh, I, I just didn't see anything in him that suggested, you know, something. I'm getting through this and getting out of here. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm, it didn't seem fake. It seemed like he was celebrating with the guys. You know, he, what I can understand is he had so much, he had so much input on that run. I mean, without Chase Burns, we don't, I don't even know if we make it to the Supers. Yep. Without Chase Burns, we, we definitely don't make it to Omaha. And without Chase Burns, we don't have a win in Omaha. So I, I just don't understand how he can be so involved with all these big wins and then just leave it behind. I think he's created a legacy at Tennessee, and he has a chance to even create it even more. But with this move, um, if he goes through with it, I I just I can't can't get behind it. Evan, I would understand his frustration, his anger a whole lot more if this were a permanent move or if this were happening in the last few weeks before he was to be drafted, because either one of those, no question, could hurt his draft status. But with another year to get right back out there and be a starter again, which he's going to be, uh, I, I don't understand his reaction other than the fact that he's a, he's a very proud, very young man. Yeah, I, and, and I would if I could have a conversation with him, which I would love to, um, I would ask him how many true freshmen has he seen throw in the SEC in the past 10 years. The co- the coaching staff gave him that opportunity. They gave him all that he wanted, and he did very well at it this year. Let, let's just be honest. Andrew Lindsey, Drew Beam, and even Chase Dollander do- doesn't have the swing and miss that Chase Burns has. So the reason to put Chase Burns in the bullpen wasn't necessarily because they didn't like him or didn't want him to succeed. It was because he was the best option. There's no one that has a great opportunity of getting hits off a guy that's throwing 102 mile an hour with 90 mile an hour sliders in the ninth inning. It's just, it's a hard thing to do. So um, he hasn't been mistreated. He definitely is is being manipulated. I think by by people in his corner. Um, and it's a shame because the, the kid is actually a very, very good kid, and he was a great teammate. So I, I just don't really understand where all of it is coming from. Evan, the concept of telling your teammates you're disgruntled or that whole thing, is that that's nothing new, is it? Guys belly aching each other? 
No, I mean, there's there's always going to be people that are upset with their playing time, um, their role on the team, and, and I mean that, that that's just natural. They, these guys are their kids, their career is in their hand or in the coach's hands uh, to a small degree, but um, everyone's always going to be saying stuff behind the scenes in the locker room to their best friends and things like that, but, but that's normal. But for it to get out that someone's transferring in the middle of the year and it not be, be because of money, that, that's just, that creates some tension that clearly you could see on the field. Yeah, like people say, well, Somebody texted me and they, they asked, because obviously this is very confusing to fans. So I had a couple emails, and you clear this up. I had a couple emails asking, well, I guess Tennessee baseball's cash poor. They just don't have the money to compete. And that's why he's leaving. How do you respond to that? No, that, that's definitely not the case. There, if you see the renovations they're making to the, the stadium, I mean, they're, they're putting money into this team. Coach Vitello is one of the highest paid coaches. And if you look at what he was offered from other schools, um, he, he did use some leverage, but that's, that's, that's every businessman. That, that's how you get good deals. So Chase Burns, if he decided to use leverage here, would be okay. But I just don't think that's the case. But, but Vitello came back and took the job because he was loyal to a program that he was building. Uh, he, he was being compensated for it, but he was also working hard and making a making an impact on the entire state of Tennessee um, in, in a small sense. So uh, the the money is definitely there. It's definitely been offered to him, um, which is which is kind of shocking to me why it's not even really being looked at. Evan LSU apparently is backed out on the Burns deal. I believe they were the catalyst of it. Uh, you believe LSU is involved in it? Oh, well, they definitely, even if they they don't get Burns, Tennessee losing Burns is a huge win for them. How about that, Bino, Jeff? I, uh, I, I, I will agree that. with that, Evan. If, I need to uh, consider that. I, I, I will agree with that unless he goes somewhere else in this league. Hey, Evan, here's what um, I heard internally. And I shared this with Bino a second ago. There's a new potential destination for him, and that would be Vanderbilt. TCU and Vanderbilt. Have you heard Vanderbilt's name with him? Yeah, I figured Vanderbilt would be before TCU. Um, I do know that he's got some really good friends at Vanderbilt. Um, I'm assuming that he has a high respect for Tim Corbin like he should, but um, for him to feel like – he can get better development at a place like Vanderbilt or, or anywhere else in the country. Um, let, let's just call a spade a spade. The dude throws 102 with a wipeout slider that he throws for 80% strikes. What more development does he need? So uh, at the end of the day, I think it comes down to he, he's got his feelings hurt. Uh, he's got friends at another school that he thinks that is going to be just a better fit, more enjoyable. Um, so, you know, kudos to him if that's what he decides to do. One thing I, I wrote in my blog today, and you can speak to this since you've been through it, is the power of staying in one place, finishing your career, finishing strong, if you will. And there were times where you got your feelings hurt. 
Now, obviously, you weren't the highly recruited player Burns is, but there were times where you kind of felt like you were getting pushed aside, left behind, whatever it is. Everybody goes through that. Um, the importance of staying in one place, the importance of being a part of a family, being invited and wanting to be seen at those reunions down through the years, I think that's a very powerful piece of playing college sports. And, and you know, that that's being kind of ripped away right now, Evan. It's not just Chase Burns. It's being just ripped away. Maybe I'm idealistic, uh, Evan, but I, I think that's sad, man. Yeah, any time that money and the love of money gets involved, uh, it can ruin a beautiful thing. You know, I, I'm all for kids coming out of college with without student debt. Um, if they're putting in a lot of work and have the opportunity to go somewhere else to avoid fifty thousand dollars of student loans, hey, I understand completely. Take that that that's going to set you up very nicely for the rest of your life. But um, chasing the money. Um, that that's very temporary and not seeing the the long-term effects of what um, college can do for you you know uh, not only transferring a college is is going to set you back on connections and job opportunities opportunities it's going to set you back on your credits to graduate um, and things like that so I, i would love for some people to start realizing that there's going to be a life after the age of 21 22 uh, that you can set yourself up for. But, um, you know, I, I think Chase Burns is going to be fine when it comes to money. But not not everyone is necessarily going to be as as lucky and blessed as he is. It's just hard to understand, guys, uh, when you're his age. That uh, And I'm making some assumptions here, but anything, any decision you make based on anger and frustration – you almost always look back and regret those. Almost always. I completely agree. And even on the on the baseball field, um, any emotional decision that you make or any emotional reaction to a play or a call, uh, it's always it's always negative. So um, I completely agree. And kind of my thing with any kind of decision he's facing right now is to play the tape forward. And you play that tape forward. You answer this better than I can. The guys that stayed and played and all that stuff, like when the, when this College World Series team gets together and they celebrate 20 years from now, is he seen differently by them, Evan, when he leaves? I would assume that he's not going to be around whenever they celebrate it. Um, I, I would assume that he doesn't come around to those, and his relationship with the coaching staff is probably – um, zero now because uh, I'm going to be fair I I was around him I was around Frank for five years I was mm-hmm. around Botello for five years mm-hmm. these are great people They there was no intent on mistreating anyone uh, at the time that they made the, the, the decision to put him in the pen they were 5 and 10 in the conference they were fighting for their lives they, these, these coaches were making decisions to put food on their family's tables so, you know, at the end of the day, Vitello is a coach at Tennessee because he's good. If he wasn't good, he would be fired. So he had to make a decision, and it was best for the team. And it wasn't bad for Burns' draft stock. It might have even helped it. 865-200-5402, the number. Again, 865-200-5402. 
All right, Evan, let's jump off that for one segunda. And if folks want to get in, that's the number on the burn situation. Um, tonight, Paul Skeens, I asked Bino two questions earlier. I'm going to ask you the two questions. The first one is, will he pitch? The second question is, if you were in his camp, would he pitch tonight? Let's go with question one. Will he pitch tonight, Evan? I think he will throw. Uh, I think he'll be limited. Uh, I, I would assume that he comes out of the pen. I wouldn't think that they start him. But, I mean, who knows? They're, they are definitely going for the win. So, Should he pitch, Evan? I don't think he should. Uh, if I was in his corner, I, I would tell him no. He, he's he's thrown more. He's thrown more innings than uh, I'd say anyone in the country, or more pitches than anyone in the country. He, he's averaging like 115 pitches per outing. Um, he's a big kid, but he, he's got, he's done all he can do for a team. And I, I would I would say rely on the offense tonight. And this Burns deal. And the way LSU is comporting themselves in all these sports by just flashing the cash really has me cheering for Florida tonight, Evan. And I know you were one of the guys that kind of put the football helmet on last year and made fun of them. But they've had a hell of a season, man, to get in this spot. And, and really just picked up a few, a few key guys along the way. Now, they're key guys, but they've really had a great season here, Evan. Yeah, I'm definitely for Florida. Um, just because I, I do think I have a more respect for the Ripels, um, the Riveras, the guys that grinded it out and, and developed. And, and I, I think that um, I think I've been saying Florida has been my favorite pick to win it for a while. So. You did, yeah. Yep. I saw where Dylan Cruz won the uh, Silver Spikes. <laughs> we yeah. Well, hey, Dylan Cruz pretty good, guys. I think they got it right on that award. What the guy hit yeah, like he's, 500 in the league, Bino? I think he's pretty good. He's a player, Tony. Unbelievable player. Hey, Evan, that rap help going your route, right? Going the financial route. You get him down there with you, y'all might have a pretty good little softball team down there. R and R. Yeah, he's a good dude, and I think he's making a good decision. Um, you know, pro ball is not for everyone, so. Uh, he, he got him a good degree. He's had a great career, and maybe he'll have a national championship to go along with it. Evan, you and I talked about this off the air. That kid that plays first base from LSU has an infectious spirit about him, man. I love, wa- I love watching that kid play. Now they had the camera on his dad the other night in extra innings when he he had traffic and he had a chance to be the hero in the game, and he popped out kind of meekly over to first base and his father looked like you know he died a thousand deaths there those look like really solid people speaking of uh, trey morgan i love watching trey morgan play i think it's a perfect combination of being a little flary but not too over the top um you can't say that from the other corner (laughs) i just i for some reason whenever tommy white does things it rubs me a little Mm. little awkward um, but whenever Trey is playing well, it's fun to watch. Yeah, Tommy White, man. I mean, if he could get another chain on, <laughs> I don't know how you hit the baseball like that with all those chains on you. That's what seems so distracting. Well, you hit it in the seats so you don't have to run with those things on. 
no doubt about it. Those little He's legs, good at that. he can hammer a ball. But about Morgan, you know, one thing I noticed about him, and I saw it over the weekend, he's really interactive with people down there at first base. Is he trash talking, or is he just kind of like, hey, what's up? What's his deal? I think he's really, hey, what's up kind of guy. Um, I do know one thing that our fans gave him all he could ask for his freshman year at, at, at Lindsey Nelson, but um, I think he wears it well, and I think he kind of feeds off of it. We'll go to the phones if you want to jump in tonight. Hey, you'll watch a lot of baseball games without seeing better play than he made on that bunt. I'm telling you guys, the guy can really field. And he ain't bad with a stick either. I don't, I don't know what his pro prospects are. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but he looks to me like he could do that if given the opportunity. What are, what are your thoughts on that Wyatt Langford kid? I think he's really good. <sighs> I'm, I'm going to give you a bow take. Hit it. Uh, I think that he might have a better career than Cruz. How about those apples? I'm gonna write that down. I, uh, uh, my, my brother is jumping up and down right now. Evan, he told me the same thing at lunch yesterday. Really, Bean Star? Yes. And it, it's no, it's no disrespect to Cruz. He's gonna have a phenomenal career. But I think that Wyatt Langford, he, his tools just. They jump. Back to the phones we go. Evan Russell's been an absolute treasure all year long. This is our TLD Logistics EI with ER. And let's go back to our phones and get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Good day, gentlemen. Hello. So my question, well, not really a question, it's just a thought about Chase Burns. Seems like that's the way the major league pro path is going is set up and closers. And to me, right now, that'd be a money shot for him by, by playing that role still because that's what he's done in the last, you know, few games. And I don't know why that would be a disappointing factor because you're going to have a long return career playing the relief set up and closer to me. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's just my take on it. That's all I got. Thank you. Thank you. What's weird, to that caller's point, is in Major League Ball, they don't draft guys to be closers. They take failed starters and turn them into closers. For the most part, Tony. I think you're much better off coming into the draft if you're considered a starter than if you're considered that your possible role is a closer. I mean, when's the last time you guys have seen somebody brought into baseball and they said, you're a closer? Like on draft night. That just doesn't ring a bell to me. Maybe it happens. But, Evan, your thoughts on what that gentleman said, the kid not seeing that this was probably a really good thing for him, that he's shown the ability to be a just a wipeout closer if it came to that. Yeah, I mean, the versatility that he is bringing to the table, a, a pro team is licking their lips to take him. You know, this is a guy that's six foot five. Um, he's got a whippy arm action. A, he's in good shape. And I, I, based on everything I know about him besides this point, he is a great kid. You know, his dad was in the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 
he's very strict, uh, undisciplined. Uh, he's, he's always made good decisions, uh, which is really shocking to me on, on why this is happening. But um, I, I think that his comp is going to go well with uh, out of the bullpen in the majors. I just don't think that he holds runners well enough and he controls the game well enough to be a starter. But um, I, I think he can do it. I think that he's got the ability to go deep into games and, and to be a starter at a, at the highest level. But I just know that his, his swing and miss ratio, uh, it, it's just too good to not want him in the pen late in games. Back to the phones we go. It's just really interesting what's happened with Chase Burns, especially given that we kind of saw it coming here, all of us, Evan, myself, Bino, and I just never – that, that body language, one thing I told Bino, and I could be wrong, but I say things out loud that I think, Evan, and some people don't like that, but here goes time. I wonder if some of that emotion, he was turning toward Frank and Tony and saying, look, look at me now. I wonder if some of that was directed toward them. I don't know if you've had that thought, but because you said prior to that Vanderbilt game, you'd never seen him do that. And that was really the first spot they put him in where he went out there and went crazy. I mean, it, it was awesome to watch. Is yeah. the thing. I, I don't know where the emotion was coming from. Um, I've made a theory that he was on tryout mode, just trying to um, trying to showcase his talent to, to teams in person. Mm. Uh, yeah, you know, and if he was dead set on transferring, um, at, in the middle of the season, he hit it well with his performance um, on on the mound and his emotion. So, um, yeah, we'll never know what it, what his true intent was for why he was doing it. You know what else is weird? And me and Evan talked about this. Tennessee had a couple of opportunities to use him against LSU, and they didn't. Which well, if was you look back in the postseason. Go ahead. There, there was a decision to pull out Chase Dollander and put him in late in the or middle of the season, and it makes you wonder. Um, oh, uh, uh, the uh, South Carolina game. South Carolina That's game. That's a great – Bino, I hadn't even considered that. In the middle of that two-hitter. You know, the, these coaches were definitely trying to – They're, they they're trying to make him happy. Um, and, and it's pretty selfish that – they had to make decisions at times to, to try to keep it. But that's what NIO is doing. Yes, it is. That's what the portal is doing. You're, you're yep. not only having to recruit others, you're having to recruit your players to stay. I told Bino that, this is just me, I wonder if they have a chance to do it all over again if they'd have told Dolander, you go down there, you stay and start. You have a year left. We're going to mistreat the senior. Quote, unquote, mistreat. Because nobody gets mistreated at that deal, but you, you, you grab what I'm saying. You wonder in the future if you make decisions based on seniority. Yeah, it's completely flipped it. It has completely flipped it. I, I, I think that they did. I, I believe the way they did it was much better. I, I think they would have damaged Dolander, Dolander a whole lot more in the upcoming draft than they ever could hurt Burns. Back to the phones we in go. Next year's. Let's get our next call in. Now you got to manage guys that are flight risks off your roster. 
I mean, this thing is, I don't know. Hello, and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony, it's Charlie. Hey, Charlie, welcome in. You're on with the great, and I do mean great, Evan Russell. <laughs> uh, it's uh, this news about uh, Chase Burns. I've, I've just been in shock all morning. Uh, but we're talking about legacy, and I and I don't want to be bitter. I was at that Vanderbilt game whenever he come in behind uh, Sewell, who, who doesn't get as much credit as I think he deserves for what he did in that Vanderbilt game. But uh, and 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 whenever we got him from Vanderbilt, Chase Burns, I mean, just some real good memories in my baseball fandom. You know that he provided me, and I appreciate that. But you talk about a change in legacy. Uh, forget, forget the dang uh, reunions and stuff, and getting a job. Uh, if you'd asked me a week ago about Chase Burns, and I told you about his mental toughness. You know what I mean? That that here's a, a number one, you know, day one starter. Get you know struggles a little bit, gets put you know, in the bullpen and and still just thrives, you know. Thrives. And, and, but hindsight, he got his little feelings hurt. Total one eighty from what I what I thought about him. I you know, I was I was impressed with his mental toughness. And it looks to me like, you know, his feelings might might uh, might override his mental toughness, but whatever, you know, I'm not him. You know, whatever he thinks is best, you know, have at it. But I tell you what, if he goes to Vanderbilt, he's lost his fan. I and I'm gonna have to get I'm gonna have to work on my L S U hate. I'm I'm so conditioned to the to the SEC football and the divisions. But uh so it's hard for me to cheer cheer on uh, Florida. I know. But uh I almost want to know before I make an enemy of this kid what what the conversations was with with him and, and Tony and Frank Anderson about getting back in the starter role. I mean, it was seems obvious to me that that he wasn't just going to be a reliever for next year. I I don't know, Evan. Are you it, privy it, to that? Did they tell him? You come back next year. You're the starter. Oh, 100 percent. And Thank you, the, I think that it comes back to his freshman year. Um, whenever they put him in the pen for Blade Tidwell, um, because because of his swing and miss, uh, they made the decision to to have Chase Burns um, go into the Ooh, pen, and, and basically because of that mental toughness you were talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he had the character, and he has the ability to handle those situations um in in intense moments and being able to we thought we he had the capability to look past uh that it wasn't mistreatment it was best for the team because he's got that character it it was it's shocking to me because he's a great kid um but i think it goes back to his freshman year where he got put in the pen he was promised the starting role the next year at which he got he struggled a little bit, and they did it again. So I think that he doesn't really trust the coaches 
Uh, he doesn't trust their word whenever they say he's going to have the starting role, uh, which is a sad shame because, um, you know, the coaches are who they are and they're, um, they're great people and they're great guys to play under. Back to the phones we go. 865-200-5402. Forgot all about the freshman year as well, which, by the way, I didn't like the Tidwell move personally, but that's another aside. I'm, I'm a guy that gives my opinion. Of course, I know nothing about it. But let's go back to the phones, get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Hey, Tony. It's Rusty. Hey, Adam, Rusty. Vino. Hope everybody's great. Uh, Don't wear Rusty. Thanks, brother. Um, good to hear. I, uh, I've heard everything you have, Tony. I, I kind of feel the same way, but I, I've heard it was, I've heard it was more of a difference of philosophy with a coach than it was being in a bullpen. I heard it was pitch selection type things, but I and I can't and I won't say any more than that because I was asked not to. But I've heard those were bigger issues. Was not agreeing on who he was as a pitcher and what things he should be throwing and when, etc. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but you guys might do a little digging and find something out that I, I'm not able to. I'll say this. This could hurt his draft stock more than being in a bullpen. The fact that he might be proving to be, like Charlie said, not mentally tough. Quick to run away from a team whenever he doesn't get his way. Do I want to spend a bunch of money as a major league franchise on a guy who has that kind of way about it? I could see that being a much bigger issue for a team than, oh, this kid pitched in the bullpen and was absolutely elite in the bullpen. I think that would just be one more feather in his cap. Oh. Evan, Evan, the pitch selection thing, tackle that. You buy that? Um, I could see him being unhappy with how he how he's throwing. Um, if he was fastball heavy early in the year when he was a starter, um, because I do think he was, I could see him being upset with that. But at the end of the day, he is – his own coach. Uh, if he wants to throw certain pitches, he throws them. Um, he has full authority to shake the catcher off, do whatever he wants while he's on the mound. So it's hard for me to buy that that would be the reason. Um, now that could go into the development to where he doesn't think that he's developing uh, at the rate that he should be. Uh, but, you know, I, I have heard that and, and I would just, I, I would kind of, uh, laugh if I heard that in person. And as Bino says, the next athlete that blames himself when he doesn't develop will be the first because it's always going to be the coach's fault. I've heard it wasn't necessarily the pitch selection as to what is being called in the moment. It's the pitch selection of these are the pitches you're good at and that you should use. I'm trying not to say too much. But that, Evan, they wouldn't let him throw his other stuff in games. The developing pitches. Uh, I mean, yeah, I could see where his changeup percentage was down, his curveball percentage was down. He, he was mainly a fastball slider guy. Um, I could see where um, he, he doesn't doesn't feel like he threw him enough, and, and that he's uh, not showcasing that he can throw all four pitches um, in any count. So I uh, definitely could see that. But whenever you have a, a slider that is unhittable like his. Uh, the coaches, it's hard for the coaches to go with something else when they know it's not going to get touched. And to your point, Evan, he could always shake to that, couldn't he? If he wanted yeah, to on the it, mound? He, he has full authority to shake to anything he wants. Guys, aren't those kind of interrelated? It sounds like to me, 
Sounds like Chase wants to be basically a starting profile pitcher. And you can put him down there in the bullpen. You think he's got two pitches that are a whole lot better than the others. He can throw those every time. It's a great thought. Yep. Great thought, Bino. What, Evan, what about the fact that it could hurt his draft stock if you get looked at as a guy who um, is looking for an easier path or don't want to be coached hard or doesn't all, will, will, will jump ship? if he's told to do this and not be a good teammate? I think it'll be different in the pro level. Um, you know, he, he doesn't have the character to, to not work hard. No, I don't think it's, so. I agree. Yeah. He's got he's, great he's character. Always, he's, yeah. he's, got the, he's got the tough mentality. Um, so I think that – I think the pro scouts will see that. And, and to be frank, the, the amount of money they're able to throw towards free agents and things like that nowadays – um, they're, they're able to to keep that under control because there there are plenty of guys that feel mistreated in the big leagues. But um, whenever the check comes and they can't turn it down, uh, that that's really what makes the decision. So um, at the end of the day, the the big league teams, whoever pays him the most money, is probably who's going to have him. Thank you, uh, Rusty. Good talking to you. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. We're talking about the burn situation, but really, this is a this is a conversation about where college baseball is going. Because the thing about the game that's made it so beautiful down through the years is that you kind of know your roster. But as we've seen the last couple of years, that's not going to be the case. And I got to ask Evan if. Because the transfer portal is open now, and you're going to see guys go in and guys come out, and you're going to see it's open through July 13th, which kind of butts up with the, the Major League Draft a little bit. And I'm going to ask Gavin what Tennessee should be shopping for. So I want him to think about it during our timeout. And then we'll get some more calls in. 865-200-5402, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics, online at tldlogistics.com. And listen, if you've got an issue, uh, any kind of issue, with and a shipping need, but you've got something maybe you can't solve, and you're kind of up against it, um, my friends at TLD Logistics have a solution. Rest assured, they have a solution. You, you, you get in touch with them over at uh, tldlogistics.com, and they are going to figure it out from there. And then if you're listening to me, and you want to change profession, several people have that are listening to us. Um, they tell me the numbers are really great, and they're driving academy, which is all new. Tremendous coursework they have there. Their curriculum is getting great results. Again, go to tldlogistics.com for more information there. More with Evan Russell. As we come back on the other side, we'll get a few more calls in. But I'm going to ask Evan about his shopping list for this baseball team as we continue after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. 
This is Bob Kessling with Pat Ryan. It's a beautiful day for digging. The backhoe operator has the engine running and is moving into position. He's heading for the ground. He's in there. Wait, there's a flag on the play. Let's get out of the field for the call from our official. Illegal procedure on the digging team. Oh, that penalty could cause a costly accident. That's right, Bob. He needs to call before he digs. There's underground utility lines that could be hiding just below the surface. Water, sewer, electrical, communication lines, and even natural gas. Avoid a penalty by first calling 811 to have any underground public utility lines located and marked with flags or paint. It's free, it's easy, and it's the law. For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association, funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you as we welcome you back. On a Monday, race fans, presented by our friends at Fleet Tire. And I want to thank them for uh, sponsoring Mondays all these years. Thank you, Jerry and the gang. ER, transfer portal wise. Bino said it earlier, the transfer portal giveth and it taketh away. But it has giveth. Dolander got here, you know. It's nice to sit here and be all, like, sentimental, but Dolander left a team and Came here and left his mark. Halvey left the team, left his mark. Our third baseman this year, if Alabama has him, they have to be sick at their stomach to see his production in the postseason. So let's let's not sit over here and, and act like we're, we're victims of this thing. Evan, if you had your way, what's Tennessee adding in this portal? Let's go shopping here. Yeah, I think you need competition at, at catcher. I think you need to find a, a solidified shortstop. Um, I, I think that you need some left-handed arms, and you think you need some right-handed bats. Hopefully, the outfield is going to be taken care of uh, to be able to focus on getting a shortstop in the third baseman, and preferably if you can get so, a lot of competition at catcher to where uh, you can rotate guys in and out, uh, that, would be, that would be really nice for the depth. Tears for Fears, can he play the outfield, Evan? You know, he has gotten tremendously better since his freshman year. Um, that, that was one of the, the, the question marks around him, is if he could be comfortable in the outfield. But I think the older he's getting, it's definitely hard going to be hard to keep his bat out of the lineup. And if he can stay healthy, uh, he, can de- he can for sure lock up right field. What about Dryling? Can he play the outfield, Evan? Yeah, you got to have him in there. Uh, Dryling's got to be a solidified starter next year. Uh, the talent just jumps off the charts, and um, it, he's already had a a lot of big moments his freshman year. So crazy! You know, I expect him to be really confident going into the season. Well, this this guy Bino didn't swing a bat for like two months in a game after hitting that home run against Vanderbilt. I mean, I'm not I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but not a lot. And he hammered a ball the other night, being star. This guy is so talented. But you had something for Evan that you wanted to throw before we uh, jump back to the phones. Yeah, but before I go there, both tears and drowning just really going to be good hitters, already are good hitters. I would think, Evan, you would probably play one in the outfield slot, the other one at DH, yeah. right? Yeah, that that's probably what I would do. Um, and then um, if they could both 
even end up playing the corners. That would just oh, open really up the, that room for DH. Yep. Uh, try to get some matchups. And, and by the way, uh, it was Tears that smoked a ball, and he really didn't touch a baseball or uh, see a live pitching for forever. And he hammered a ball the other night. So thank you, Bino, for that correction. Go ahead and jump in. Um, Evan, uh, uh, just kind of a spinoff of Rusty's call. Uh, tell us tell us the dynamic between Frank Anderson, the catcher, and the pitcher as far as pitch selection goes. Yeah, I'll go even deeper than that. Um, so, so the scouting report that Frank Anderson, Tony Vitello, and uh, a man named Sean McCann that's in the back, they, they go over um, basically all the percentages of the hitters. They watch film throughout the week. They know these hitters inside and out. They know the uh, the strengths of the hitters, where they struggle, um, based on a combination of how their swing is combined with what it uh, appears that they look for in certain counts and combined with uh, what they what their swing and miss are and, and all of it. Just uh, it, it's all a scientific, scientific um, just hypothesis and theory on what you want to throw this guy in certain situations. And then basically what I was doing last year is I was taking that information and I was reading what this guy was doing in between each swing. So if I could see that his timing was off um, based on the heater, uh, you know, we, we would – we would make certain certain pitch calling based off of that. It was sort of a team-like um, concept. And then if the pitcher felt comfortable with throwing a certain situation, he could take all of that that we were doing to call the pitch and throw it out the window and throw whatever he wanted. So um, it, it was almost like a play was going on. Uh, and a lot of the – and Coach Anderson was behind the scenes – I was the side character, and then the guy on the mound was uh, doing his thing. How about that, Beanstar? ER even gave you the name of the the other gentleman behind the scenes. There, he took he took us yeah, way inside, which is what I love him, man. I, people tell me that are not even baseball fans. They say I just love this segment because I learn. And then the people that are baseball people, like Beanstar, they love how granular Evan can get and present the information on the air. And Evan, we just were blessed to have you, man. We've been absolutely blessed to have you on here. It was a phenomenal year, man. I, I'm gonna be honest. Um, I looked forward. I looked more forward to talking about the games than I did watching them. Um, I, I guess that was just me scratching my itch um, since I'm not a player anymore. But um, uh, at the end of the day, you know, with this Chase Burns deal, the transfer portal, um, it doesn't take away from the fact that it was a phenomenal season, um, based based on what they had to go through. Yep. I thought the coaching staff did great. I thought the players did fantastic. And being able to jump on here and cover them with y'all was was an awesome experience. And, you know, the thing about Burns is right now, as of right now, he's still not in the portal. So you never say never, but it's it looks pretty bleak. But you never say never. Who knows? Maybe some of this conversation will filter over to his camp and they'll have a second thought and say, hey, you know what? Those folks are right because we are right. We don't need to do, go through all this. Don't need to move. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy is hes a great individual. I cannot emphasize that enough. I know that he's going to have a black mark on his legacy and his reputation, but he's making an emotional decision, and hopefully he uses this just as leverage um, to get what he wants because he does deserve it. But um, he's, a, he's a phenomenal kid, 
And, and the reason that it's such a big time conversation is because <laughs> there's a lot of people that want him to stay. Yep. So maybe cooler heads prevail before it's over. Let me squeeze a call in here, and Evan's got to get out of here, and I think we do as well. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony. Holly. Hey, Holly, I got about a minute and a half. Hit it. Okay. Well, you kind of stole my thunder because I was going to say, is he even officially in the portal yet? Not but, yet. Uh, not yet. So I'm just wondering, I guess I'm hoping that maybe he's backtracking after getting to Omaha and maybe showing everybody, well, I showed you how good I am. And he was. And maybe talking to the coaches, maybe being given more money from the NIL stuff. And, uh, cause I want to say this, remember, he's a 20, 21 year old kid and he is a great athlete, but he's still 21 years old. And, uh, it's sickening to me that money is everything now, but it is. I do think there's an element of money, but I bet Tennessee's countered to kind of make that go away. Maybe they're just trying to figure out how to get out of this gracefully and he stays. Have you ever thought of that? Well, the problem is, as of last night, he's not communicating with anybody on Tennessee's side. So Uh, he not returning texts, not returning calls, uh, which, again, he could still rethink it. And they'll take him back. I mean, there's no question about it. But, you know, when you get in your mind, when you dig in your mind, you get in your mind that you're done with something and you're a prideful, competitive person like he is, most times you're going to be done with it. However... The door is still open, uh, so there. I guess there's hope there. Last thing I'll say, because I know you got to go, is, sure. and this is a positive thing, two years ago I was introduced to Tavares uh, Tears, and um, I was so impressed, especially with last year's team, what shape everybody was in. It was just unbelievable the shape they were all in. And bar none... This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. 
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom of Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chandala yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly 
promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Coming to the Mule House in Columbia on June 27th at 7 p.m. An evening of hope, a great night of music to benefit the room at the end of Murray County. Thank you sponsors, Lester Hill Credit Union, Keystone Alternative Health, McDonald's of Murray County, Heritage Bank and Trust, and the Tennessee Christian Chamber of Commerce. Get your tickets now at themulehouse.com. Come support this important ministry, June 27th, 7 p.m. at themulehouse.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.